obviously what I was doing, it wasn't working the way I wanted it to. And, you know, I started to see uh, the, the first coach that I ended up uh, hiring, I continued to see him online. And I was like, okay, he doesn't even look like a personal trainer. Welcome back to Young Smart Money. My name's Apple Kreider, and I'm your host. Today in this episode, we're talking with somebody who I met at a conference over in Nashville a couple weeks ago. His name is Jay Jackson. And Jay Jackson is somebody who is very active in the fitness space. He runs his own gym. He has an online coaching business where he uh, works with people one-on-one to allow them to achieve their fitness goals and get to the next level. And today we're talking about in this episode is not only the fitness influencer space and that side of things, but also the things we hit on in this episode specifically are sales skills and really what you need in order to be able to sell people on making a certain decision because sales uh, sort of has a negative reputation. We talk a little bit about this in the show. So we want to sort of break down some of those walls and give you some actionable, valuable sales techniques that you can use whenever you are trying to get someone to make a certain decision, buy a product from you, um, go on a date with you. Like all of these scenarios are things where you are going to be applying sales skills. So that's what we wanted to present to you in this episode. And we're just going to share Jay's entire story too, because it's a very interesting one. He went through a lot of different uh, twists and turns throughout his entrepreneurial journey, uh, starting out. Out, uh, with a sort of like a Costco hustle where he would flip stuff from Costco to his friends in high school. And really that's just developed into this, this huge six-figure business that he now runs. So without further ado, uh, sit back, relax, whether you're walking the dog, whether you are um, commuting to work, whatever you're doing, sit back, relax, and enjoy this interview with Jay Jackson. All right, Jay, welcome to Young Smart Money. How are you doing today? What's up, man? I'm good. Thanks for having me, brother. <laughs> It is a pleasure to have you here. So for our listeners that aren't super familiar with you, could you give us like a quick 30-second intro as to what you're currently working on right now, and then we're going to dive a little bit deeper into uh, where you got started. Cool. Well, as of right now, I'm, a, I'm an online fitness coach. I help guys that are they look at themselves like high performers, and they want to get to that peak performance level, you know, mm-hmm. that level up. And so that's what I do, and I help guys like get their, get their meal plan dialed in and so they don't have to worry about doing starvation diets. They can mm. foods they love and still be able to transform their body on their terms. Mm. I love it, man. And for those of you that are listening and not watching the video, this dude is just absolutely like torn up. Like this dude is muscular. Okay. So you need to check out his Instagram for sure. Um, which we'll be talking about later in the show, but Jay knows his stuff. Jay is a product of the product for sure. And, um, we met actually at an event in Nashville a couple of weeks ago at this point when the interview is going live and it was a ClickFunnels event. It was a marketing software event. If you guys don't know what ClickFunnels is, Jake, can you talk to us a little bit about what you were doing at that event? Man, the event was really just to get more clarity, you know, because okay. I've been in the online marketing space for about like two and a half years now. I invested in the coach a couple of years ago to like take my gym to the next level. But now, you know, I've started to get more online exposure for my coaching business. And so I just want the, the best knowledge and information to be able to give like more value to my audience. And, you know, ClickFunnels has done so much for me thus far. <laughs> and mm. pretty sure you know. And so, yep. you know, it's like, what can I do to serve the audience that, that follow me better? And mm. that's why I want to come to the event. And also just networking, man, with oh. cool guys like you, man. Yep. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> but yeah, oh man, events are huge, dude. I've, I've really been trying to get to more events lately. 
Um, and because and, they're just such good opportunities to, again, like dive deeper on certain like programs like ClickFunnels, but also just meeting people. Like I was able to connect with so many amazing individuals like yourself at this event that like any young person out there that wants to escalate their business, escalate just their network, events are so, so huge and just such a good way to really take yourself to that next level. Because I, I came out of this event with so much more knowledge and so much more direction than, than I went into it with. And I'm, I'm assuming the same is true for you as well. Right. Yeah. So can you talk to us a little bit about how you got started in the world of entrepreneurship? So I want to turn the clock back pretty far to when you were just a, a young, a young kid. Like, were you somebody who was setting up lemonade stands every Saturday? Were you going door to door trying to sell people stuff? Or like, what did that look like for you at a young age? Man, it's, it's funny that you asked that because I, 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 no one has really just ever asked that before. But when I was in high school, mm-hmm. you know, my mom and dad, they were going through this whole battle of, you know, who should have me because, you know, I grew up in a broken family. Mm. Um, I ended up staying with my mom in high school and when I went to school, because we didn't have a whole lot of money, we would go to we would go to Costco and I would buy little um, like sneakers and Cheetos, <laughs> start to like sell them, and so I could make some extra money to be able to do things besides just having to go home and school every single day. Mm. That was kind of my beginning of entrepreneurship, I guess. <laughs> huh? Interesting. Yeah. And um, since then, you know, uh, as I got older, uh, when I went to college, I walked on and got into college. But when I came back to Atlanta from my junior college that I went to in Arkansas, I noticed that my dad was like building, you know, his restaurant business and he was building a trucking company. And I'm like, okay, wow. he's not working for anybody. <laughs> he's different, you know? And, you know, I just kept that same mindset, you know? And so I said, okay. Obviously, he's not working for anybody. Why should I have to? But, you know, I started working for him, washing dishes at the restaurant. You know, I had to mm. build my way up. Yep. You know? And then I started working at LA Fitness. I started training people there. And, man, they just started flooding me with clients. And um, one day, my mom came to me and she said, hey, I've been training with this guy. And, um, you know, he's doing boot camps. And... I told him about you and he said that, um, you know, if you're, if you're looking for another opportunity being a trainer, then, you know, give him a call. So mm. I, I gave him a call and, you know, that's when I started doing a lot of mobile training here in Atlanta at all the different high rise condominiums and wow. people that have like gyms in their homes and stuff out here in Buckhead, Atlanta. It's kind of like the Hollywood. Of it. <laughs> and um, I started helping them out. Noticed that I started to kind of stretch myself thin. And I was like, I, I kind of put a cap on how much money I could make because I was yeah. traveling so much. And um, later on, you know, just fast forward, <laughs> uh, fast forward, because it, it could be a bit of a long story, but fast forward, I started getting burned out. My, one of my friends introduced me to network marketing. Mm. I ended up becoming one of the top performers in the business. I really? Faster, yeah. For this company called Body by Vi. Huh. And, and it's kind of, it was kind of like a, on, the, on the verge of becoming like Herbalife, but didn't get as big. Wow. And, you know, I was like the youngest ambassador making six figures in the company. And the market kind of started going backwards. And to be honest, I went broke. Wow. And yeah. And to be honest, I went broke. And, you know, I felt like a failure. I felt bad. I had to ask my dad for like 250 bucks. And Jeez. I just felt bad. I'm like, everybody looks at me like I'm this this gigantic, I'm, I'm this muscular guy, I'm super successful, but I'm, I went broke. 
you know? And I know there's different entrepreneurs out there that have this, we can be prideful and, you know, we can say, okay, people are looking at us like we are this person, but we don't, our bank account doesn't reflect it. Ooh. I want to let people know it's okay to feel like that because at times it's going to be like that. As you're growing, your bank account may not have caught up with it just yet, but you just have to stay the course. And that's what ended up happening to me. I ended up getting back into personal training. I hit the streets of Atlanta, passing out flyers because wow. I only 50 bucks to my bank account <laughs> that I got from my dad. And I ended up stacking up enough money from uh, getting clients that I invested in my first mentor to learn online advertisement. And uh, that's when everything took off. My, my gym went from three grand a month to $21,000 a month. And then I started having so many clients, I said, okay, let's start to build up my exposure online. And that's when I started doing online coaching. Wow. Now we're here. <laughs> wow, that's a wild story. I did not know you were in, involved in network marketing at one point. That's very interesting. Absolutely. You feel like that was very beneficial for you in learning? Because I know a lot of people, I actually just interviewed somebody um, on the last episode who started a network marketing company, um, one of the biggest ones out there right now, actually. And one of the things that he talked about was the, the way that network marketing really can give you a lot of skills that you can use in other industries, a lot of like sales, marketing, um, and really just being able to connect with people. So was that something, did you pick up a lot of skills from that that were helpful for you in launching this new business, do you feel like? Absolutely, man. It was, and to be honest, looking back on it, I, I didn't really understand the psychology of what they were teaching, but they taught a lot of great strategies of like storytelling. Mm. You know, they always say, hey, stories tell, stories sell, facts tell. Oh, but they, yeah. They really, didn't, uh, they really didn't say why stories sell, you know, but you see R Russell Bronson, like at ClickFunnels, yeah. he talked about how stories allow people to have more belief, you know, and allow for them to have the same epiphany that you had. Yep. You, know, you believe it. And so I didn't understand the psychology back then, but I was doing it. And even we would do all these little house parties, mm -hmm. giving out protein shakes, we call them challenge parties. <laughs> I never would have thought that I would stand in front of people, tens of thousands of people, or even 10 people in a home speaking of, speaking of people, but that gave me another level of self-confidence to just go out and just get on Facebook Live or Instagram Live and talk to people and be, feel comfortable while I'm doing it and just being transparent versus being a robot, you know? Mm, yeah. Like having that ability to communicate is, is such a, such an essential skill. And I'm not over here trying to like promote network marketing. Cause I know people are very one way or the other on it. So yeah. I don't want to come in here with like any opinions. Honestly, I'm pretty neutral on network marketing. Like I, I see how it works for some people and I see how it doesn't work for others. Um, right. But, but I think there, that is one of the valuable things that it can provide you with is those communication skills, which you can really use anywhere. Even if you're doing stuff online, like just knowing how to speak people's language and knowing how to communicate effectively with them. Like that's, that's a very, very valuable thing to be able to do. Super effective. And, and I've noticed a lot of people that are massively successful at some point in their life, they dibbled or dabbled into network marketing and somewhere along the line, they, they it just, they hit the right vein and it took off for them in life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's a good proving ground. It's a good place to sort of like get your feet wet in, in entrepreneurship. I feel like, cause it's, it's pretty low barrier to entry for the most part. Correct. Absolutely. All right. So now you've got, you've got this online business. I actually, one thing I wanted to ask you about was like, how did you get started in fitness? Like when did you decide that you wanted to be sort of like the fitness guy? Was it 
during high school? Was it during college? When did you, when did you sort of dedicate yourself to that? That's a great question. Uh, when I was in middle school, wow. um, I used to get bullied. And hmm. a lot of people don't know this, but I used to get bullied. And my dad, when I moved with my dad, he thought it was because he thought I start, started wanting to lift weights because of football. But hmm. it wasn't because of football. It was because I, I wanted more confidence in myself. And I wanted to start to look the part. I wanted to be noticed as hmm. like, hey, you got to respect this guy. He, he can't <laughs> not just push over, you know. <laughs> And even in high school and, and, and middle school, I used to be um, shy and I didn't really talk to the girls that I really wanted to talk to. And like not saying that just getting the body that you want is going to be the, the end all be all to having the most confidence that you want, because I believe becoming really aware of who you are, that's going to help out also. Mm. Um, that was the beginning for me, you know, mm. and when I started working out, I started seeing the muscles and I'm like, man, I'm getting more attention at school. <laughs> <laughs> I see some abs coming in. You know, I, I was never this out of shape fat guy, but I used to be the guy with the big head and the slim body. So, <laughs> you know, I, I, I kind of felt like a pushover. But um, as I got older, going to high school and college, I just stuck with it, man. It just became like a part of me. And um, just growing up looking at guys like The Rock and Will Smith. 100%. These guys are respected. They all, they're noticed. They look at, people are looking at these guys like high performers. And, you know, I look at myself like that. And so I just hold myself to that standard. Mm. So you mentioned the word high performer a couple of times. Can you define what that means to you? And like, when you say uh, somebody's a high performer, what does that mean to you? That's a great question. <laughs> um, a lot of people nowadays, they, they're always talking about, hey, I want to be an entrepreneur. I want to be an entrepreneur. But People don't really understand what that really takes. You know, mm. a lot of people are kind of that that want that wantapreneur. Yeah. And they're they're really lazy nowadays. But I look at high performance like the people that are the doers, you know, like they may post on social media here and there, but mm. very consistent in the actions that they need to take to move the needle forward, you mm. know, move their life forward and, and go out and create impact versus just kind of talking the talk, you know. Mm. That are high performers, they're, they're the doers for sure. Hundred percent, hundred percent. When did you sort of make that distinction, or like when did you uh, decide that like the term entrepreneur wasn't something that you were super, um, or that wasn't something that you super identified with? Man, just a few years ago, to be honest, just a few years ago, because I started to see like a shift. I started to see the whole entrepreneur trend going up, and yeah, I would see guys just chilling and <laughs> on their social media profile entrepreneur i'm like okay but what are you doing you know <laughs> yeah there's so many guys out there that you could just like look at them and their social media and you're like you got a hundred thousand followers but like what are you actually doing like <laughs> exactly what type of impact are you making you know mm -hmm. who, are, who are you serving what are you actually doing that's worth building and sustaining yeah so that that's 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 my biggest thing and now what i like to do is take high performers and help them become peak performers it's another level to it, man. You know, like we, we all have that ne that second gear, that next gear. And it comes with having accountability. It comes with having structure and so that we can have more freedom in our life. And uh, I just help I just help guys and ladies get to that next level.
Mm, that freedom is huge because that's that's where so many people are feeling stuck right now. They're in that nine to five. They're in that loop of just like doing the same thing, the same thing, the same thing, and being able to to achieve whether that is through fitness or through lifestyle or through entrepreneurship. Like being able to get out of that loop is is huge for a lot of people right now. Yeah, absolutely. No so when when you launched your online side of your company. What sort of made you want to make that leap? You said you took on a coach to sort of help you with this process, but like what, what made you want to expand and, and really move your business online? To be honest, um, I got tired of being at the gym, man. Like hmm. I train people. I love being able to train people at the gym. But one of the things that happened to me training people at the gym is they would, it felt like I was being more of a, um, like a counselor like helping them out with their life. And there's nothing wrong with that, but it felt like they weren't really trying to see real results. You know, like some people were and some people weren't. And the only way that I knew that I could touch more people and be able to get more results and transformations mm -hmm. was online, you know, cause that's what really makes me happy when I'm seeing people transform and become happy and they, they, their love life gets better, you yeah. know? Like they have more belief in themselves. They're, they make more money. Like those stories, that's what fuels me to get up and continue to post mm. online. You know, taking somebody from being depressed to having confidence in their life again and having feeling like they're in control. That's what I do this for. You know, mm. that's huge. That's huge. And, and that's what it's all about. Honestly, is just seeing the impact that you can have on people and the way that you can help them transform their lives. I mean, that's what it's all about. Absolutely. So with, with this online side of your business, was it successful right away? Or, or what did that look like when you were just starting off? You, you had just hired this coach. Um, how, how did that look? Oh, man. It was hell on wheels. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure how to it. But uh, it was, man, it was, uh, it was a struggle for a couple of months for sure. Um, you know, at first starting out, I would, you know, message people online, do a whole lot of posting. I didn't understand anything about copywriting, mm. you know? And if you want to build a business online nowadays, you need to understand copywriting and storytelling. Oh, like, 100%. If you don't know those two things, you're going to have a hard time, you know? Like, even if you look good, I, and I felt like <laughs> I was a guy that had the body. Yeah. Like, Why in the world am I not able to sign people up online? And it wasn't until I started to get, when I got my coach and he started to make these things, uh, he, he just gave me more clarity. You mm -hmm. know, I would start to look at people that were really successful that where I wanted to be. And I would say, what's, what's like the, the common denominator? What are these guys doing that, you know, even though they may be doing it in their own way, but what's, what's like the common denominator? What yeah. are they all you know, and I start to notice that all of them have a story that they share hmm. and all of them they're, they they're focused in on a particular type of person. It's like they're speaking to a specific type of person. Yeah. How they can help that person get the results they want, how they can help them get from the, the pain or the, the fears that they have about what life would be like if they don't make a change, you know, and that's when I started to make that shift, man. And it's, it's been going, it's growing for sure. Oh, hundred percent. So now you focused in on like one specific sector of the market. You've like carved out your niche. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm. Absolutely. 
that's huge because like if you try to tell like different stories are going to resonate with different people and different groups of people are looking for different things. So if you can really like speak to that one group of people, that's like, wow, this guy really understands me. He really knows where I'm coming from. He is really um, presenting my problems in the best way because one thing that, that I've heard, I don't remember who I first heard it from, just a mentor of mine, but like the person who best presents the problem is assumed to have the best solution. I think Russell Brunson says that. Um, and like, yeah, so if you're best able to lay out, like, are you struggling with X, Y, and Z? And they're like, yes, yes. Oh my gosh. Like this dude knows what my problems are. You're assumed to have the best solution because they assume that you know them and where they're coming from. So I'm assuming that was, that was pretty essential in your business. Absolutely. It's, it's, that's what draws people in. They're like, I'm in pain. These things are keeping me up at night. And he just, he just called me out. Yeah. He told me. <laughs> You know, and, and when you can get to that point where you're not just writing a, um, a Facebook or an Instagram post and just talking about anything and you start to focus in on who you're actually trying to help and mm -hmm. what issues they're dealing with and speak to that person, then that's what's going to really draw them in. And you're going to start noticing that you're going to get DMs on a daily basis. And as consistent as the more consistent you are, you'll get people commenting on your post. And it's just they, they feel like man, this guy knows me <laughs> and they, they have no choice but to reach out. Oh, hundred percent. So one thing that I'm also very interested in with a lot of younger entrepreneurs like yourself is the, the role of mentors in your life. So it sounded like growing up, uh, both your mother and your father definitely had a lot of influence on you as far as the road you decided to go down. Your dad was doing a lot of different business ventures and your mom was somebody who took you to Costco to get a bunch of stuff for you to flip to your friends. So, uh, but then you hired a, a professional coach. So can you talk about sort of why you decided to make that leap? Because a lot of people, uh, especially at the younger age, are very hesitant to invest in themselves, to invest in, in somebody to, to help them along with their business because they're just like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to see an ROI on that. I don't know if it's going to be a good investment for me in my business. So what made you want to make that leap and actually invest into somebody who could help you along your journey? Man, I was, I was tired of being tired, man. Mm. To be honest, I was just sick and tired of like seeing guys that were successful, like not just on social media, but on paper. Yeah. And I didn't feel like they were any different than me. You know, I'm like, you know, this guy, he puts his shoes on just like I do. <laughs> <laughs> There's no difference. And obviously what I was doing, it wasn't working the way I wanted it to. And, you know, I start to see uh, the, the first coach that I ended up uh, hiring, I continued to see him online. And I was like, okay, he doesn't even look like a personal trainer. But <laughs> he's helping all these gym, he's helping all these trainers, like explode their gyms. And I'm like, okay, obviously this guy knows something. Yeah. And so um, I ended up forking out six grand. Wow. You know? And it was uncomfortable. It was extremely uncomfortable. I was like, man, I hope this guy doesn't run off with my money. <laughs> <laughs> and nobody in my family has ever spoken anything about paying a mentor or anything like that. Wow. I, we did, I never thought that was a thing. But when he, when, it, it, when he was speaking to me, it was just, I was aware that he knew what I was going through. Mm. You know, and I was like, okay, I believe this guy has the, has the blueprint. And um, I went ahead and invested in him. And it's, it's paid off tenfold for sure. Wow. Yeah. That's huge. Six grand must have been a lot for you at that point, yeah? Yeah, absolutely, man. Beforehand, it was like $10 for a book. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, 
and you know spending some hours on YouTube looking at uh, uh, Tony Robbins and stuff mm. like that. But um, yeah, I, I truly believe in having a mentor will always um, accelerate the time frame. You know, it, it helps you time lapse. And so instead of mm. it taking five years for you to get to a certain point, you can get there in one or two years. You know, you just got to be willing to put in the work. A hundred percent. And like that's $6,000 for an extra three or four years of your life. Like that's so much more than worth it. Like that's just, that's so huge. And to be able to just shave off all of that time is, is such a big thing that a lot of people that I speak with talk about. And that I've definitely experienced myself with the mentors that, that I associate myself with. And right. I think it's just so, so important to find people in the positions that you're looking to get to and, and, and emulate them. And like, heck, what, what I used to do is, and what I still do sometimes is like work for them for free, like find somebody who you really look up to and like find a problem that they're having and then propose a solution and then just start doing stuff for them for free. Don't expect anything. But like, if you just start associating yourself with them, like instead of like waiting for them to put you under their wing, like literally crawl up under their wing and just like be there and, and just start providing them with some value because that's, I mean, that's just one of the best ways that I've found to, to really get yourself associated with people who are doing really, really amazing things. Correct. Absolutely. Giving value and just, just even understanding what they want and what yeah. they're, like, what they're aligned with. And so that when you come to them and you start to help them with things that they're actually trying to accomplish, it's, it's actually flattering to them. You yeah. Know, they like and, you know, they'll definitely open the doors for you for sure. Yeah. And I mean, like the worst thing you could do is just like DM somebody and be like, I want to work for you for free. What do you need? Like nobody's, nobody's going to take the time to do that because they don't know what you're even capable of. They, they know that you didn't even take two seconds to like figure out what their business was or what they were struggling with. So um, honestly, like have, have some ideas. Like if you really want to like work with somebody and like emulate somebody, figure out what their issues are and like propose solutions and, and really do a little bit of homework beforehand. And that can really, I mean, that's what I did. And that's taken me to some really, really cool places. So um, I'm glad you hit on that aspect of things as well. Yes. Uh, another thing that, that I want to hit on you hit with, hit on with you real quick is your team. So uh, in your business so far, is it really just you or have you gone out and, and built a team around yourself to sort of scale this, this market, this online side of your business? So the coaching side of it, I haven't yes. scaled this yet. You really? know, it's, it's great. You know, I can do it all myself and, you know, at some point I will, like once I start dumping more ads in the more money in the advertisement and scale up, I won't have a choice but to hire coaches. But um, at my gym, for sure, you know, I, I have an assistant basically setting all the calls and appointments up and, you know, with, with having a trainer. At one point I had like two trainers and, you know, it was, I didn't have to work at the gym at all. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just having that team, it, it allows for you to just have more time freedom and more like clarity to focus on things that move the needle. Mm, 100%. You know, what have you what have you found to be the things that are moving the needle in your business right now? Like what are your key uh, areas of focus right now? My key areas of focus, I would have to say sales calls for sure. Really? If, like that's what moves the needle, you know, getting people on phone calls and so that, you know, I can help them like understand what it is that, that they need, you know? And so I look at sales calls not as a bad thing. I think a lot of people, uh, Cause I know the guys that listen to your, your, uh, your podcast are younger. Mm -hmm. And so I, I want you guys to understand that sales is not a bad thing. 
Mm. You know, everything that we have out here in this world is bought through sales. Yeah. <laughs> the bed that you lay on, the, the house that you stay in, there's a real estate agent that had to sell that house. There was, there was somebody that had to sell that apartment. And so yeah. these are just, they're just transactions to have a transformation. You know, that allow people to get from where they are to where they want to be. And so as long as you're giving value, as long as you can um, guarantee the transformation, then that's all that matters, you know. But if you're sleazy and you're selling people a false dream or a false hope, then that's when sales is bad. And so, you know, I feel like that's one, definitely one of the main things, you know, marketing, promoting, always promoting, always giving people an opportunity to jump on a phone call with me and so that I can close and uh, help them get the results they want. Mm, 100%. And there's just such that negative connotation associated with sales that I think is so wrongfully put there because I mean like even relationships, like if you want to sell yourself to somebody that you want to go on a date with, like that is sales right there. Like any interaction that you have is like some aspect of sales and really scale sales is just a type of communication in the, the way that I see it. It's just a type of effective communication. So I think that's really big. Uh, was it hard for you to develop those sales skills at first? And, and where do you think you sort of started getting, getting those skills that you needed to be able to be an effective salesperson? It all, it all goes back to when I was selling candy at school <laughs> <laughs> because when I started selling candy, I would, you know, buy sneakers and I'll buy Skittles and uh, hot Cheetos and Capri Suns. I noticed that other kids start trying to do the same thing. Mm. So I said, okay, all right, two can play that game. Well, <laughs> what if I bundle? What if I do like a little bundle with mm. hot Cheetos and Capri Suns and sell it at a discount? And so, you know, it's just all about what one thing that from then to now, it's all about having an irresistible offer, you know? Mm. Yeah. And, you can offer somebody something that they just can't turn away from. It's like, they're going to buy it. As long as they know they can, they can get value out of them and they can get the transformation. They're going to get it for sure. Mm. That's where it started for me. <laughs> wow. That's huge, dude. That Costco hustle. That's where, right. that's where it all got started. That's awesome. That's really, that's really cool. Now, can you, can you drop some, some little uh, value bombs as far as sales goes? Because I know a lot of our younger listeners might be thinking about, um, getting into some kind of sales position or maybe doing network marketing. I don't know. Um, but what have been some of the biggest takeaways for you as far as effective sales go? And what have some of the biggest things that you've learned in the world of sales been over the last couple of years? That's it. Okay. So one of the biggest things I think a lot of people and even myself, I used to get tied up into this are the features of our, whatever we give, you know? Yeah. So in, in my industry, you know, you're going to give people a workout workout program they're going to get a meal plan and those are kind of like the features mm. but even though people may want to hear about those things that's not the number one thing they want to know no the number one thing they want to know is hey is does this person really care about me <laughs> you know yeah and so when you get on sales calls or even if you're in person with them you want to start to ask them questions about what are they struggling with? What are their goals? So they feel like you actually care, which you should. And throughout that process, what's also happening is you're pulling, all, you're pulling out their, um, their pains, you know? And so you want to pull out pain. You want to understand exactly what they're struggling with and so that they can kind of feel it. You don't want to manipulate them, but no. they should, it should be an emotional um, conversation in the beginning. And then 
you go into logic afterwards with breaking mm -hmm. down, hey, these are things like, why do you want to get here? You know, well, hey, I want to get here because I want to feel better about myself. I don't want to be sluggish anymore. You know, I want to have a better appearance and on and on and on about the things that they actually want on why. Why they, they're obviously in pain for a reason, but where they want to get to and then start to show them, hey, based on what you want, where you are right now and what you want, here's what we have and here's how we can help you make that transformation. And then from there, that's when you ask for um, that payment, you know, mm. to pay. <laughs> <laughs> I love it because I mean, first thing is like, nobody wants a workout just to have a workout. Like nobody is coming to the gym um, just to go to the gym. Like people want to have results. They want to have a transformation. Like they want to experience some kind of thing. And like, if you just tell them, all right, so we're going to do three workouts a week. We're going to get you on this strict meal plan. Like that's not what they want to hear. They want to hear like, what's it going to do for me? Like, what is the transformation that I'm going to be able to go through? Am I going to be more confident? Am I going to be more in shape? Is, is my body going to look the way I want it to? Like, those are the things. And, and, and I really like how you hit on that because, like, emotions are huge. And, like, starting off with emotions and getting people to listen to you and feel like they're being heard yes. is, is so essential. Absolutely. That's correct. Yeah. And asking questions, too. Um, is, is really a lot of people they'll like come in and they'll have their product and they'll be like, all right, how can I just shove this down this person's throat and like get them to buy it as quick as possible. But it's like, no, first of all, like listen to them, see what they actually need and then see if what you're selling them is even a good fit because so many people will be like, all right, I'm gonna sell you this really quick. Like it's going to be, it's going to be great. This is going to solve every problem you have. And you haven't even asked them what their problems are. Like you don't even know where they're coming from. So I, I think it's uh, asking questions is such, such an important thing in sales and just in communication in general. Like listen to people, figure out what their issues are, and then see if you even have tools to be able to solve those. Absolutely. And, and if I had to add one last thing is, and this is something that I've started to learn over the past few months, is people have to go through an identity shift. Hmm. You know? And so one, one of the things that I used to always do is just, I used to just kind of sell them the results that they would get. Hey, you're going to lose X amount of weight. But a lot of times people want to become something more than what they are. Oh. Where I start is I want to help. I want to help these high performers. You know, I want to help. You know, the entrepreneurs. But we're starting there. But we're going to get to the next level of being a peak performer. And so, you know, all these guys that are like, man, I want to do well in life. Like I want to. I want to. You know, make this money. I want to do these things. But it's the it's the next level of status that they're trying to get to. You know, mm. so that's one of the main things. That's another thing that. All you guys that are listening, if, you, if you're going into sales, sell them on the identity of where they are right now to where they want to be also. I like that a lot. I like that a lot, that idea of an identity shift because so many people, they've got this idea of like the person they want to be. And if you can sell them on, on getting closer to that identity, that's huge. That's, that's really essential. All right, Jay, you've been dropping some amazing, amazing value and wisdom on our listeners today. Uh, what I want to do right now is hop into the questions that I like to ask all of my guests before we wrap up the show. Are you feeling ready for it? Let's do it, man. Awesome, awesome. I'm excited. All right, so the first one is what are you excited about right now? So this could be something in your business, in the wider world of fitness or business, entrepreneurship, lifestyle. Like, What is something that you're excited about right now? Man... Ah, there, there's so much to be excited about. Man. Tell me about it, man. It's yeah, it's, it's a wonderful world we live in. Man, I mean, people are sitting back, but 
if they truly understood the opportunity that we have right now, oh. I mean, with social media, this stuff is dirt cheap right now. I mean, if you're somebody and you want to like become, you know, this super, um, you just want to get to the next level in your life, you know, mm-hmm. and you want to become this influencer, this high performer, or get to the next level. Right now is one of the best times, man. Yeah. Oh. The advertisement is like a cup of coffee from Starbucks. <laughs> and so, <laughs> I just believe in, honestly, I believe in investing, man, investing yourself, you know, and, and just start to, you know, take action to start to learn. Because when you sit back and think, you procrastinate and you never get anything done. And so I believe in just just going out and making things happen, man, and, and just creating massive momentum in your life so that you can make the impact that you want to have. Mm. 100%, 100%. It's all about that action. It's all about just making stuff happen. Like have that vision, execute it's 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 a must it's a must the next thing is what habits do you have that that serve you most i mean i'm assuming fitness is definitely one of those habits that you that you hit on a routine basis but like what what are the things that you're doing every single day every single week that that allow you to get to that next level and be a high performer well i think most people they think i have this you know i wake up i work out and i i do all these different things they think a lot of people think that they have to do a lot of different things on a daily basis. Hmm. But one thing that I've started to learn over the past few months actually is there's only a few things that you need to be doing on a daily basis. One or two things that's actually going to move the needle forward. And those are the things that you need to focus on. You know, there's a goal, but then also there's process goals that you need to have. And so one of them is working out, you know, The next one is whatever it is that's going to move the needle in my life, like business-wise and also just keeping my family, keeping my circle um, well-groomed and just making sure that everyone's taken care of. So, you know, calling my family members, spending time with them. And so those are like the main three things I focus on, health, family, and building the business. Mm, Health, wealth, and relationships, man. That's what you got to, that's what you got to optimize. That's right. I dig it. So, what kind of content, if any, are you consuming right now? Who are some of the uh, maybe books that you're reading, uh, podcasts that you're listening to, YouTube channels you're subscribed to? I'm always curious what, what my guests are consuming right now. Okay. So uh, one of the podcasts I listen to is Marketing Secrets, Russell Bronson. Yep. And also, I listen to uh, Empire Podcast. Mm. Julian, he's, he's big in the, the fitness industry. Yeah, he's killing it, dude. Him and Craig Ballantyne. Oh, yep. Yeah, he's one of the OGs. We've <laughs> got a ton of the, uh, the online fitness professionals out there in the world. Yeah. Mm. So yeah. That, Those, that's yeah. where I get the majority of my content, just audios and, um, yeah, for the most part. Yeah, podcasts for sure. Mm. Podcasts are essential, man. man. You just listen to them wherever. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> gotta love it gotta love it so one thing that i'm always curious about as well one of the things that i do in my business that isn't very scalable is every day i'll send like five to ten video dms to just random followers being like hey thanks for the follow Uh, my name's apple here's what i do if there's anything i can do for you be of help let me know have a great day and like that's something that's not super scalable and not something that i could just like mass produce so is there anything that comes to mind for you in your business? I'm sure there's a lot of individualized things that you do, but like a couple of the things that you do that aren't super like copy pasteable or like super replicatable. Okay. So thing you're asking me, what things do I do that 
are not necessarily um, uh, scalable. Yeah, like you couldn't mass produce it. Okay, okay. So the things that I do as far as uh, scaling my business is the advertisement side of it. Mm -hmm. Because now a lot of times what happens is when you start off in entrepreneurship, maybe you don't have the the resources to be able to pay for advertisement because you you just don't have the money. Sure. And so one of the things that you can do is you can shoot a lot of videos, you know, let's say a Friday and a Saturday or even Sunday. Also, I learned this from Ping June. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think he was at uh, Funnel Hacking Live also. Yeah, he's killing it. Yeah. And so what you do is you shoot all the different content videos. You can go on a a website like BuzzZumo or you can even go on Google Trends and look at the things that your your audience, the guys that you want to help what things are trending and what are they looking for? And you go out and you make videos on those topics, you know, and you just then publish those videos on Facebook, on YouTube, on Instagram, and, and you continue to just post those all over the place. And so that you can, I might try to call. It's <laughs> <laughs> so that you can um, just not have to have so much of your time caught up every single day trying to post content. And so I find that finding three or four days out the month and just doing that, you know, making a ton of content and then just repurposing it on all those different platforms that helps out a lot. Oh yeah. Because even this podcast right here, you can make it into a blog if you want to use the transcription. And so now you're working less, but you're getting more exposure from different avenues because some people, they prefer to read rather than, looking at an audio, I mean, looking at a video or listening to a podcast. And so just knowing that everyone isn't going to just digest content the same way. And that Mm. helps a lot with being able to just be in different areas all at one time, omnipresence. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. Being able to repurpose that content is, is a huge, huge focus for me. And like, my, my end goal and pretty much where I'm at right now is like, I'll sit down and record a podcast interview like this. I'll send it over to my editors. They'll do everything else that it takes. They'll get it all published. They'll get it published on, on iTunes, on YouTube, everywhere. They'll give it to me in a couple of short Instagram videos as well. And it's just such a, it's, it's such a good system because you can just, you can scale, you can be omnipresent. You can just reach so many more people when you just sit down, record one piece of content, and then you're able to distribute it anywhere. So I think that's, it's a really important thing that you hit on. Correct. Yeah, man. And you can even chop up those little yeah. videos too and make them mini trailers. Yep. So, exactly. So there's, there's no excuse not to post content for sure. Oh, honestly, honestly. And there's just like, there's so many good resources to find out again, like what people are searching for, what would actually bring value and just talking about your experiences and what you've gone through. Like that's, that's extremely valuable for a lot of people who might be able to relate with you. And what you've gone through. So uh, before before we wrap up the show, you've been dropping a lot of amazing, amazing value. Where can people go if they want to follow up with Jay Jackson? Uh, where where should I send our listeners down in the show notes? Uh, where should they where should they check you out at? So the, the best place people can find me is on on Instagram at Jay Jackson Official. J Y Jackson Official, and on Facebook, same thing. Facebook.com forward slash Jay Jackson Official, and just shoot me a message. Yeah. Awesome. (laughs) I'll be sure to link up both those in the show notes as well. Jay, do you have any last parting words of wisdom for our listeners today? Any last um, bits and pieces that uh, that you think our listeners should uh, part with today? Man, just get started. You know, Mm -hmm. get out of your head. 
You know, I, 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 I used to struggle with it myself. I, was, I would always just think about it and entrepreneurs have a hard time just not being able to make decisions. But when we get caught up in our thoughts, it causes us to procrastinate and waste time. And so just get started, build some momentum. And as you build that momentum, even though you're uncomfortable, that's what's going to allow for you to grow and become that person that you want to be. So start focusing on who you want to become. Like what's that end goal of who you want to be and start to try to be like that now. Mm. It's going to be uncomfortable. You're not going to have it all put together. That's cool. But you've got to have a starting point. 100%. 100%. Jay, thank you so much for your time and all of the wisdom and value that you've provided to our listeners today. I really do appreciate it. And I'm sure our listeners do as well. Um, that's, that's all we got for you guys. So Jay, thank you very much, man. I really do appreciate it. And I appreciate your time. Awesome, man. Appreciate it for having me. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed this latest episode of Young Smart Money and got a ton of value out of it. If you did, do not forget to subscribe to the podcast. It only takes about five seconds. If you're walking the dog, if you're going to the gym, pull that phone out of your pocket, press that subscribe button, and uh, drop us some love in the ratings and review sections as well. Those really do help the podcast get in front of even more people and helps us get even more amazing guests on the show. And I do read each and every one of your ratings, reviews, message that you send me. Uh, they, they really do impact me and the show and show me exactly what you want to be seeing here on Young Smart Money. So again, do not forget to drop us a rating, review, and subscribe over in iTunes. And guys, have a wonderful day. Take care. And I really do appreciate you choosing to spend your time here with us on Young Smart Money. Have a wonderful day. Real quick, just launched a new project called the Online Course Examiner, basically the Yelp of online courses. It is blowing up lately, onlinecourseexaminer.com. Check it out.